What's going on, everyone? Noah Gray here, tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm really excited about this upcoming season, but what I'm also excited about is Royal. Royal are your locally owned and trusted roofing and solar experts. Royal Roofing and Solar works with you and cares about you to get you the roof that you need, installation through cleanup. Simply put, they are the homegrown roofing business that cares. This is your Olympic hero and former WWE champion, Kurt Angle. And I just wanted to give a shout out to my guys, Clint and Noah. When it comes to covering sports, there is no one better. And believe me, that's true. It's damn true. It's the granddaddy of them all. Welcome to Starcade. From the Starcade Studios in Kansas City, Missouri, Royal Roofing and Solar presents the Starcade Sports Podcast. Powered by Starcade Media, the pinnacle of hard-hitting sports talk, featuring weekly expert analysis and exclusive interviews. And now, here are your hosts, Nitro Noah Groniger and Mr. Electricity, Clint Schweitzer. You wake up on a Thursday, you're tuned into the Starcade Sports Podcast, you're on with Clint Schweitzer, you're on with Noah Groniger, you're ready to rock and roll because it's Thursday night football in Kansas City, Chiefs and Chargers, Mr. Electricity, Clint Schweitzer, Nitro Noah Groniger. Noah, do you just feel a little different today? Do you feel like maybe something big's going on here in the city of Kansas City? Like, just take a deep breath and just sort of breathe it all in today, man, because the AFC West, the soul of the AFC West is on the line. Tonight at Arrowhead Stadium. It is, my friend. They've got the end zones painted red, the old logo in the middle of the field. This is Kansas City football. Here tonight, the Chargers are coming to town, the AFC West. The top spot in the AFC West is on the line. I mean, this is what it's all about. I mean, the Chargers kind of have our number here at Arrowhead. Justin Herbert does. We've got to get up back on track. Mahomes has more to prove, more to show people. Coming up eighth in pro football focuses, week one power rankings for quarterbacks. That's ridiculous. 360 yards, 30 of 39, five touchdowns. The Chiefs are ready to play, and I think they get the W. Chiefs four and a half point favorites. Vegas saw something they liked in the Chiefs offense, the way that they manhandled the Arizona Cardinals on Sunday. And the Chargers, while they were very impressive early, and Justin Herbert got the ball to just a myriad of, of wide receivers, and that's going to include no Keenan Allen tonight, but they got plenty of guys to step up. Vegas likes something about this game for Kansas City. You talked about Justin Herbert owning the Chiefs at Arrowhead. That's a narrative. No, I'm sure the national media would love to have you think. Of course, two years ago, the Chiefs are sitting there at 14-1 and in the last game of the regular season, not playing starters, letting Justin Herbert go up and down the field, winning that game. So, yes, Justin Herbert's won one game here, was able to do it last September at Arrowhead Stadium. It's been almost a year. Kansas City was able to go to Los Angeles, take control of the division, and not, not look back a year ago. So this is a big one. It's early on. We talked about the Arizona game being must win if there is such a thing in week one because of this difficulty of this schedule. We're going to be getting in, into that all so much more because here on the Starcade Sports Podcast, we're going to be going to an interview that we did earlier in the week with former Chiefs tight end date Jason Dunn, who's a contributor over at Chief Concerns. He's going to be talking about this quick turnaround for the Chiefs and the Chargers, both having to kind of come around, do this quickly. Both played on Sunday at three o'clock and now to come here Thursday night. Chargers got to fly here on the road Thursday night football. Amazon Prime, baby. It's Kirk Herb Street and Al Michaels. Uh, we're going to see if uh, Jason Dunn's ready for all that and much more. Yeah, I mean, Jason Dunn, 
he's really an expert. He was inside the game. He was here with Trent Green and Dick Vermeil during those years. And man, the Chiefs, there's no better time to talk to a tight end than right now with them running out these three tight end sets, Noah Gray, Jody Fortz, and Travis Kelsey. So he loves what he's seeing there. He's loving the blocking. He's loving what we're seeing out of these receivers, minus Tyreek Hill, sans Tyreek Hill, but they're still performing. They're still going out there. Uh, maybe not so much from McCole Hardman. We'll get into that later in the show. But man, it, it was great to be able to talk to Jason Dunn and really pick his brain about what happened in that Cardinals game and what he sees moving forward tonight in this Chargers game. We're going to get into that and much more, including taking you to a little roundtable discussion that we have every week on our Facebook Live, also live on our Twitter, Starcade Media. It's our Arrowhead Allies show with our guys Shaggy Shane Williams, Brian B. Shinen, Brian Brooks, the Money Badger himself, Michael Matthew. It's the greatest collection of Chiefs media talent that you will ever see assembled. It's like the mega powers exploding off the launching pad, talking Chiefs every Tuesday at six. And we're going to take you to a little discussion we had. You mentioned McCole Hardman. Things got a little heated this week on Arrowhead Allies because there's a couple of us, and that's just a uh, spoiler alert. It's you and I that are of the opinion that McCole Hardman and Patrick Mahomes are never going to be on the same page, that this tandem has never worked out for whatever reason. I mean, it's going to be probably easier to just blame McCole Hardman here and his uh, measly 1,800 yards receiving in three seasons when you know you've got dk metcalf over there for the seattle seahawks probably a top you know what top 10 15 receiver in this league at, at the at the very least uh someone that's amassed 3200 yards in his career 29 touchdowns the real deal over there the chiefs passed on him to take mccall hardman so what are we going to say what, what what's the first thing that comes to mind noah when you bring up drafting mccall hardman just go ahead and just go ahead and break the cliche to everyone what's that cliche again it should have been dk metcalf it had to have been dk metcalf i mean of course we drafted mccall everyone says because we had to replace tyree kill that's just the had cliche he was in trouble and so we just had to go get another fast guy forget if he's good at football and could run routes and locate a football dk metcalf was the far superior talent he may have not been what they thought would be a clone of Tyreek Hill. They thought that was McCole Hardman. They were wrong. It's been proven out through three years and now one game, and it's just continuing to prove itself out. Mahomes and McCole aren't on the same page. You'll hear Clint and I say this when we go to that Arrowhead Allies clip. And we thought we were done with the divisive players and topics in Kansas City when we traded away Alex Smith to the Washington Commanders football team, the R word. I don't know who are they. But now <laughs> – McCall Hardman. He is the divisive topic in Kansas City. A lot of people love him. He's a chief. They want to support him. You and I say, as Lee Corso would say, not so fast, my friend. Not so fast. Guys, the numbers bear it out. Whenever we get into this discussion, you always hear people say things like, well, the Chiefs have found a nice role for McCall. These jet sweeps, getting him out in space. He's got straight line speed. You can't, you can't buy speed. You also can't buy being a football player. Being instinctive as a wide receiver, locating the football, running good routes, solid routes, beating defenders regularly, high pointing the football, Effort, being a ball hawk, football, maybe getting out there, making a big play. That's all part of this. And McCole Hardman has never proven to be that. So you have a second round pick in Sky Moore. He already had a 30 yard gain and he had uh, several punt returns in which he looked like a real football player, fluid, natural athleticism. He seems to have it all. He seems to be everything 
that McCole Hardman's not. Now, that's just through one game. We'll see what Sky Moore's career is here. But early returns are pretty positive for him and a lot of these rookies. Yeah, I'm high on Sky Moore. I want him to jump McCole Hardman on the depth chart uh, to be our third guy. And McCole just comes in for those gadget plays. And like you said, we found a nice little role for him, the second-round pick that could be DK Metcalf. Darn. But... Yes, Sky Moore, like you said, fluid. He's got wiggle, light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yes, I just said McCole Hardman's name. You may have heard light as a feather, stiff as a board, but that is McCole Hardman. He runs straight up. He's vertical. He has no bend, no wiggle, not fluid, can't run routes, can't locate a football. It's not going to show the effort to extend or die for a football. But you mentioned all the rookies. I mean, I liked what I saw to Trent McDuffie. Unfortunately, he went down. He's on the IR uh, for at least four games, four weeks uh, with a hamstring injury. George Karloftis is all over the field. Hopefully he can get there and get a sack, but he was getting pressures along with Chris Jones and Mike Dana were some of the top players in all the NFL at getting pressures on the quarterback. And yeah, I mean, Isaiah Pacheco scored. So we're seeing some good things out of these rookies and uh, we're going to see what happens tonight. Uh, This isn't a rookie, but Harrison Bucker's out. Justin Reed could be kicking. We've got Matt Amendola we signed. Uh, He was with the Jets last year. Uh, He's a 25-year-old out of Oklahoma State. Not good with the long field goals, Money on the short ones. So we could be seeing some more fourth down go for it uh, than we've seen from the Chiefs in recent years. I'm okay with that. You know what? Uh, Coach Staley and the Chargers are going to be doing doing anything they can to try to get this win. They know how important it is. They're probably the hungrier team at this point, but I think there's a chip on this Chiefs team's shoulder, so don't sleep on that. We know what this Chargers defense has been able to do, Noah. We've talked about it, them being kind of the catalyst for other teams taking note and playing the Chiefs with the two high safeties. The shell coverage that we talked about all last year. But I think that's going to leave open a lot more things. Patrick Mahomes showed patience. He showed vision. He showed a touch that we hadn't seen on the football yet, Noah, throughout his four-year career. So I think that all that last year, that the adversity that the Chiefs went through and Mahomes struggling with these this coverage and couldn't get Tyreek Hill open, couldn't get the big play. Well, now he's got the receivers and the weapons to matriculate the ball down the field and to beat you to pick up key third downs, to move the sticks, and then gash you in the running game when need be with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, with an Isaiah Pacheco, with a Jarek McKinnon. So with that being said, do we see anything different from the Chargers defense coming into this game? They've sort of been the the standard bearer when it comes to how to play the Chiefs, but might we see something different with uh, how the Chiefs played against the Cardinals here? Maybe so. The Chargers uh, like to go with a three-man front. Uh, They did that against the Raiders, so they drop eight. I mean, you're going to see Khalil Mack. That's a new weapon, a new toy for them. He's going to be getting after us, whether it's lining him up over Orlando Brown or Andrew Wiley. Uh, They'll kind of interchange Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack to whatever side they see fit. And so that's going to be an issue. We're still kind of up in the air. J.C. Jackson, uh, the big free agent signing from the New England Patriots, is he going to play for the Chargers? Sounds like probably not. They're going to play it safe on a short week and keep him out, but uh, that could be a game-time decision. And, yeah, I mean, this defense, they've got big physical players. Thomas Davis uh, out at corner, number 43. They've got Asante Samuel Jr., uh, Derwin James back at safety. As long as he can stay healthy, he'll be on the field. Uh, I don't know how long that's going to last this season, but he's at least going to go out there and start the game against the Chiefs, and that could provide – he could provide some good coverage against Travis Kelsey. So then, like you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to find somewhere else to go. We may not have the top-end talent of a Tyreek Hill – we're going to kill you with just a ton of good options around the field. They may not be great like Tyreek, but last year it was Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle, below average to not good to bad options. Now we've just got a bunch of good options. Juju, MVS, Sky Moore. 
I guess McCole Hardman in a gadget role, <laughs> Noah Gray, Jody Forts in the back side of the backfield. We've just got a million different ways we can go and beat you with good, solid football players that uh, one of them is going to be open on any given play. Okay, you guys want to hear this this debate we had. Okay, this was on our Arrowhead Ally show, and we had Buckle all up. five of us sort of weighing in on this McCole Hardman thing. Let's just go to it because he's a polarizing player, like you mentioned. I want people to hear this that weren't able to join us for the live show last two, on, on Tuesday, a couple days ago. Let's go to this. You got Brian B. Shining, Shaggy Shane Williams, Michael Matthew, us two cool dudes, and see what we come up with here. The catharsis for McCole Hardman. I don't know. I'm kind of done with McCole Hardman. I, I know yes. there's, you say there's spots, there's gadgets. Him and Mahomes are not on the same page. He's, Mahomes is more on the same page with guys who just got here than year number four <laughs> starting out McCole Hardman. I'm not blaming McCole totally, although I am. Uh, they just can't get on the same page, and I'm just kind of done with it. It's, at the end of this year, it's time to move on. I'm sorry. I think that will happen, Noah. I think he is going to be gone. I think I think McColl is trying to show that he is he wants to be a part of the team. He wore a Patrick Mahomes a T-shirt that had pictures of him all on his T-shirt of a high schooler in college. So I think I think McColl is trying, but I think that the writing's on the wall. The Chiefs don't protect Justin Ross on injured reserve, and uh, they got to address Juju Smith-Schuster, who's only on a one-year deal. So there's a whole list of, I think, other things will happen. This is McCole Hartman's year to make money somewhere else or at least make it hard for Brett Veach not to uh, franchise him or give him his extension. So McCole Hartman, he does have to step up. He might have to dive for a couple of passes that are just out of reach just to show that he is uh, he's a uh, – he wants the money. He just dive. I mean, he is, he is awesome on sweeps, but he, we all know the world knows. I think even people that are outside of chiefs kingdom know that Brett Beach is going to have to make a decision between Juju Smith Schuster and McCole Hardman. And I think we all know it's going to be Juju. That's just my opinion. He's also a former second round pick that should be DK Metcalf. And we're talking about, I like, and Brian's sitting here talking about, I like the way we use McCole Hardman with jet sweeps and these little gadget plays. Like we have a second round pick in there right now uh, that looks fluid. That looks like he knows what he's doing. It looks like he knows where he's supposed to be on the field and sky more. McCole Hardman is the, is the opposite of that. He doesn't look like he knows where he's supposed to be. In fact, I talked to one of the Chiefs trainers, Steve Glover, in the offseason, and he flat out told me, this is probably not for public consumption. I don't care. It's Arrowhead Allies. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> that he doesn't put in the work that football is not for him. That was his quote. Football is This football thing is not really for McColl, meaning he's a talented player, but just doesn't come in to put in the work, doesn't put in the, the, the route running and all the extra effort that it's going to take. Brian, I'm sorry. I agree with yeah, Noah. I'm yeah. done with it. Yeah, I, I, look, I get it. I understand where you guys are coming from, and I totally get it. But we have McColl, and he is right. who he is. He is. He's not Tyreek Hill. He, he's not mm-hmm. going to have the route tree down. He's not. Uh, so we have to use him. To me, this is my philosophy. Use him at his best, which is the gadget plays, the sweet plays. And yeah, Noah, I was pissed off too that that McColl missed a touchdown. Uh, on True. Sunday, I, 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 when you when you went on your diatribe about McColl, <laughs> I, that, that popped in my mind. I forgot about it. But other than that, with the sweeps and jet sweeps and 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 all of that type of stuff and putting them in the slot and and running the short routes, I like McColl in that era. And yes, McColl is not going to be here next year. To me, it's a ninety five percent sure thing for the simple fact that it's a wide receiver factory going on in college football. <laughs> 
you can get your third round pick that can, you know, and that, the that does what McCall does. Money has changed. Yeah, and, and the market is too big. He's going to command some dollars, fellas. If Christian Kirk can get 64 mil, McCall <laughs> Hartman can at least get 50 or something. So he's going to price yeah. himself out. And Shane, this is, you're right, you hit it on the head. It's a perfect opportunity for him to make money somewhere else because I don't think it's any but, way that the Chiefs bring him back. I really like McCole, what he what he can bring because he has something that you can't teach, and that's speed and that the type of speed that he has. It doesn't he's like translate. He's like in basketball. I disagree. It does translate. So I, I what? Do. Straight line speed? He has straight line speed. He's not he, shifty. He doesn't have moves. Down. He doesn't get open. What what, what about the speed? Do we really like? But you got to think about it. it's like having a shooter on the court playing basketball. Like you have to know where that guy is at all times. McCole is the same way. Like you can't just switch out on him with a linebacker or a terrible corner with no safety help because he can burn you. So even when they didn't complete the pass uh, to McCole, it still had the Cardinals like, hey, we still have to be ready for it because it can happen at any moment. And I think that his speed is key. He's going to have bigger games. You know, luckily he got a, a easy one yard touchdown. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that ball. easy. Honestly, it was a good catch. Yeah, I didn't think he was going to hold yeah, on to that. So catch. that was impressive. Yeah. Clint, look, so, look, Clint. I, I, I get it, bro. I, I, yeah. I. Your, I think your expectations are too big for him. And the part why? Of because he should be DK part, Metcalf. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yes, they are. That's exactly because DK uh, Metcalf should be here and exactly. not Nicole Hardman. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going, Clint. And that's why your expectations are too high. We just got to come to the realization that look, right. it was a panic pick. It was. Yes. Tyreek was in trouble. And you're and right. They, yep. And they needed. It was a panic pick. It is yep. what it is. So you're right. Use him at his best while we have him. And they are. And are we I, ready to elevate Sky more above McColl? Can we do that? McCole yes. For his gadget plays, but our number three receiver, it goes Juju, MVS, and then Sky. I love Sky more. I love Sky, but let, we got McColl's speed is top notch, guys. And I think that our defense is no. So was John Capels. He was a former track guy who was a Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> wide receiver. That didn't quite pan out for the Chiefs. Straight line well, speed. He's faster than McCall Hartman. McCole Maybe he might argue faster than Tyreek Hill. He's coming off the best year of his career. Um, you know, he's on Twitter to communicating and uh, talking with the fans. Like, we gotta gotta give him a shot, man. McCole yeah. is a nice guy, maybe the, the nicest guy Clint and I have ever yes. met. We love McCole the person. This is not an attack against his character, who he is as a person. Oh my gosh, no. I, I swear I've never met a nicer person, but yeah, I, I agree. On the field, we're we're having a disconnect. Well, guys, we've been talking about the NFL's opening week and just how exciting and action-packed it was. And, guys, it's just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. I saw this happen time and time again a week ago, so make sure you cash in. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code STARCADE to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code STARCADE only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Man, I don't know who won that debate. I like to think it was me just because I was just over over the top passionate about it. So I think the I just loudest wins, and I think you were the loudest. So I think exactly. <laughs> and I think you were sitting at you were secretly cheering for me in that.
Because you you feel the same way. Yes. Oh, I did. I mean, at least it sounds like at least Brian and Shane are kind of on board that he's gone after this year. He's got this little gadget role. He hasn't developed into what we needed. He hasn't been a DK Metcalf. It's been disappointing in that sense that he was a second round pick and we passed on an obvious player to reach for this just lightning in a bottle. He's going to be Tyreek too. Like, no, he's probably going to be Dexter McCluster, DeAnthony Thomas, and that's closer to what he is, although I think he's better than those two. But uh, so, yeah, I mean, Michael seems to be all in on these guys that are just kind of, we're not sure about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, first-round pick, McCole Hardman, second-round pick. Haven't quite lived up to it, but Michael's all in. He loves them. That, those are his guys. Well, I love Michael, the money badger from Hollywood, California, who joins us every Tuesday, also joins us for Chiefs postgame. So stick around tonight. We're going to be doing a postgame with Michael after Chiefs and Chargers. So we're just setting the scene here. The Starcade Sports Podcast, guys, it can go in a million different directions. You know what this show is. It's been around 10 years in different incarnations. Last week, we had Dick Vermeil on. This week, we're going to be talking uh, with Jason Dunn, who kind of helped us break down the win over Arizona, set the scene for the Chargers. So without further ado, let's take you to Jason Dunn, who played tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, backed up a little player uh, of a Hall of Famer, I forget his name, Tony Gonzalez, here in Kansas City. Jason Dunn now living in the Lexington, Kentucky area, and he is all in on the Chiefs. He is a contributor for Chiefs Concerns, and he joins us to talk some Chiefs Chargers. Well, the, the first thing you had to do was take an assessment about the guys and the injuries that you had on this past game, right? Yeah. We were talking about, you know, Trey Smith banged up, you know, Patrick. Hopefully the, it's not really a big thing with his with his his wrist. They're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, Buckner, you know, for, for you know, was kind of a big deal. But that man, when that superhero coming in, kicking that ball, doing it that <laughs> yeah. man, too. You're talking about gutsy. And I was, yes. I was trying to tell my brother, I said, man, sometimes you just got to, you just got to grit and just bear it, man. You just got to put it in. And so, his time and everything in his work, man, would look good. But that's what you have to do. I mean, you got to take an assessment of what you have as far as what you're going to have for the game, who's going to be hurt, who's going to be banged up. Uh, and then once you do that, you start putting the play, you know, the you know, the whole game plan together. You look at what they did against the Raiders. Um, look, we know Justin Herbert's a, a very uh, uh, capable and very talented quarterback, right? They got a good running back in, uh, uh, in Eckler. They got some good receivers on the outside. So we know they loaded on the offensive side of the ball. I think our defense did a, a wonderful job being able to contain uh, Kyler Murray, yes. uh, James Conner, and those guys. So hats off to them, man, for, you know, really kind of showing up for the game. I think they was flying around. They looked really good. I think they looked really solid. It was a solid defense. And so um, when you start doing that, make an assessment offensively, what you have to stop. Then the defensive thing, right? Now we know. It's, we got to deal with those guys that's coming off the edge. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, Bosa and Matt, we've been talking about that. We knew the AFC start loading people up to deal with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you look all over the AFC, they're thinking this is the guy you need to beat. This is the team you have to beat because we are the standard, right? And so uh, the biggest challenge for us to do is if we just – we hold up in the passing game as far as like uh, pass block, we're going to be fine. Okay, I, I don't really have any too much doubt as far as dealing with that. I think it's going to be harder on them to challenge because they're coming from a hard-fought game like this with mm-hmm. uh, uh, the, with Vegas and, and coming out here. It's going to be a physical game against them guys. Now they had to come all the way from the West Coast, come out this way. It's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough. So And in Arrowhead, too? Oh, man. So, I look, I like our odds. To me, they coming to our house, baby. That's what I look at it. So when you come to my house, I got all the advantages. I got all the advantages. Uh, but I, I think, man, you know, during the offseason, 
Bien-Ami, uh, Andy started kind of getting ready for those guys, understanding the pieces that they was going against. And so when I looked at how they was just operating offensively, man, it looked like a daggone machine out there. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I was sitting there just going back and forth with guys out there, man. We just talking about how good the, the offense really looked. Yeah, and I wanted to ask you, uh, I was we do a pregame show with former Chiefs offensive lineman Rich Baldinger, and mm-hmm. he was texting me. He was really upset at Orlando Brown, uh, saying he was giving up the short corner too much, getting Patrick in too much trouble. And that was going against not the best competition with J.J. Watt out. Marcus Golden's been dealing with an injury all week, so but he went out there and gave it a go. But now you've got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa. I'm sure they're going to be swapping sides, going up against Andrew Wiley, in Orlando Brown. And uh, so what do you make of the, that matchup going a little bit more in detail on it? Uh, I think one of the things they, they may try to emphasize with Pat is staying in the pocket. And if he, he moves, he got to move up. And so the depth of the pocket is going to be with Thune, you know, and Creed that I think is going to be like your safe place, right? Because the deeper that you go, the harder it is on the tackles to try to get those guys. I mean, they're, they're speed rushes and that's the one thing they want to make sure they get upfield. And so if Orlando's just making sure that he's – the integrity on the inside is where it needs to be, just keep pushing, macking him out. Pat steps back, just come on up, find a couple of lanes, and that's what he needs. He just needs to see the lanes inside. Once he's doing that, man, he's going to be fine. I really do. I, I think that. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, the way he's getting the ball out of his hand with the quickness and what he's seeing against the defense now, because you got so many weapons. That opens everything up, man. I mean, it it really helps out. Uh, and so that's going to negate that pass rush. That's what you have to do. You got to step up, but also to get the ball out of your hands quick. And we got the the capable weapons around us to do it. I mean, you got Juju, MBS, you know, Skiles out there, Travis, Fordson, Noah Gray. You got the uh, the running backs. We always talk about them coming in chipping. Jared McKinnon does a great job in the pass, uh, pass protection and making a chip. And so we used to always say, man, if you want to do that with the pass rush, negate it, go get you some ribs. That's what we tell them, the, uh, the running back. Go put that at, at helmet, at Rydell, whatever they're using. Go get you a couple rib shots, okay? Add a slow all that down. And then also, too, it's the same thing. I always go back to running the football, right? So that, that, that'd that be the one thing that you have to do as far as attacking that defense, attacking that pass rush is you got to be aggressive. But also, too, you got to make a safe and secure pocket for Patrick to throw in. Yeah, we saw a lot of that with the quick passing game, crosses, hitches, comebacks, the backs out of the backfield, just swing routes. So uh, there's a lot of easy yards out there from Holmes and quick stuff if he does get in trouble. So that's something uh, that's a little bit different than what we've seen in the past with Tyreek Hill trying to get it deep, taking those deep shots, almost feeling like you need to because you have Tyreek, you have this weapon, let's force it deep. And now it's not, you don't feel that emphasis. You're like, no, I can take the check down. I can get it to these guys crossing underneath and they can go make plays. Yeah, you know, and look, I, I'm not I, I don't want to be negative to the guys that we used to have here, but I think we have a more formidable, capable uh, uh, receiving core. OK, I just I, that's how I feel. Now, I'm no knock against those guys that just left. But when you talk about Juju, MVS and those guys, we know these guys have already been established. And so they understand how to get open. They know how to go ahead and, 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 and use their body uh, to, to find lanes. And so they did a great job as far as high low guys, like you said, crossing routes. Uh, mm-hmm. with the middle I mean he, he, you know to me uh the Chiefs just had the, the Arizona's number but when I was just looking at the offense I'm just looking at all the possibilities I'm like any team that you go up against who do you stop because now all of a sudden if you if you double Travis everybody else is open Harm is going to hit you right 
He looked yeah. good out there. And so mm-hmm. that's the thing about it. Harvin, all those guys, man, there's, there's so many weapons that the Chiefs have. So, yeah, go ahead. Do your best to travel. Double uh, Kelsey, okay? Everybody else is going to hit you over the head. But look, I, I don't have I don't have any concerns as far as offensively uh, what they're going to do to put some uh, a game plan together to attack them. You know, I, I just think it's going to be a, yeah. a pretty good game. Yeah, and the Chiefs may not have, you know, Devontae, um, Justin Jefferson, Tyreek, but just – like, which other team in the league has as many really good pass catchers as the Chiefs, you know? When you look at the backfield, you look at the tight ends, you look at the receivers, like, he can really go to anybody. And I don't know how many teams, like, in the league have as many weapons as the Chiefs. And then, you know, like I said earlier, you have Andy Reid, this offensive genius, you know, coming up with the plays and schemes to help guys get open. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great game, tough game for the Chargers. Uh, but I just think them flying out, they may not have Keenan Allen, they may not, they're not gonna have JC Jackson. That if the Chiefs can run the ball and use the screen game, um, that you know, and they can get a lead, that is gonna put a lot of pressure on Herbert over there and those guys. Yeah, I, you know what that the way they make uh, defenses play with their eyes and trying to give them like the whole, hey, look what I'm doing over here, and I got something else over here. The whole the window dressing of everything, man, is just you are completely challenging the defense. And mm-hmm. so, it, you know, trying to uh, pin down what they're trying to do is just – it's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult for them to do. Um, and so, like you said, if they don't have these guys, these pieces, we know that, you know, we're going to attack them with their weaknesses. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, running the, 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 the ball – more effectively, it's going to have you know helping as well. Uh, I think you know defensively. Now I will say this, okay. And I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna voice my opinion on you know what I think. Uh, maybe what needs to do. I think we're going to have to generate a pass rush on on, on Herbert. So maybe mm-hmm. we might have to mix in maybe a couple more pressures, maybe a couple more twists. You know, uh, you, you know, just to kind of uh, uh, you know, you know, move him around a little bit out of the pocket. You know, kind of switch it up a little bit, and so. That's what you have to do against him as well. And I think we need to see a little bit more. I just want to see a little bit more from a, a, a pass rush, from my defensive line. Chris needs help on the other side. He needs somebody inside to engage and say, hey, look, I need to come and pass rush just as hard as, as you are doing. And so uh, I think this this right here, this turnaround real quick, I think it, it kind of bodes well for the defense, at least the D-line. Um so we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see what it's going to be like on Thursday. But I, I think we're going to be pretty successful, man, with what they got. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And as we kind of close out here, we got, oh, we got a quick turnaround. We're talking about it. We got the Chargers. The, the soul of this division could really lie in this uh, this game here. There, it can't be understated the importance. So kind of want to go around and get everyone's predictions. As I'm looking at it, I saw the Chargers' impressive – Justin Herbert, we know the weapons. We know what they could do. I thought they did a good job defensively uh, early on containing Devontae Adams. Uh, the Raiders were able to stay in the game, though, and uh, make it a game late. Of course, Derek Carr turns the ball over or, you know, two straight back-to-back fumbles, and the Raiders lose. That's just sort of been uh, what they are and what Derek Carr is and why they're probably not going to fare too well in this division, as tough as it is. Short week, Chargers coming in. I, you know, I try not to get too excited about just – seeing the, the Chiefs blow the doors off of an Arizona team that I think is still capable, a very good team, but dealing with some injuries and not up to speed with the Chiefs. So early on, I'm going to say Chiefs, you know, win this game down to the wire at 
similar to the two games we saw last year and just, I don't know, what's the old cliche? Whoever has the ball last wins. Noah, what say you? Yeah, I kind of see it similar. I would uh, probably go 31-30 here early on. Uh, just a shootout, good old-fashioned shootout. Uh, if Trent McDuffie's not out there, we saw kind of Jalen Watson was the next man up. Uh, I liked what I saw in preseason. I'm not sure he's ready to jump into the starting role yet. I wish Trent McDuffie uh, wasn't hurt. Uh, I don't know. Hamstrings are tough. It's it's going to be really tough on a short week. So I doubt him and Keenan Allen will be out there. But still, uh, they've got plenty of weapons out there. The Chargers still do. So if Jalen Watson is forced into a larger role, uh, that could be troublesome for the Chiefs. But I still have him coming out on top 31-30. Yeah, and I'll I'll say you know it's going to be a very tight game. I think them not having Keenan Allen is going to be really big. Uh, today they didn't run the ball well, so if they have struggles running the ball against KC, it's going to be really tough for them. Uh, but I think the Chiefs being at home, home opener, Arrowhead is going to be booming. Um, I think KC wins thirty-one twenty-seven. Mm, that's pretty good. Uh, so I'm 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 gonna kind of go a, a little different direction actually. I'm I'm gonna say 3121. That's what I see, man. Thursday night in the lights. Uh, half our game, man. Look, I, I've been to these these when I'm talking about knuckle up battles all the time, and it does a, a number on your body. And so I cannot emphasize enough what that plane ride is gonna do <laughs> after you got beat up on Sunday and then had to turn around and come out here to Kansas City. You know, on a on a three hour flight, it's just it's it's treacherous, man, to, to what it does. So I'm gonna say 31-21. I think Justin Herbert those things. I think you know uh, Spags gonna dial up something for him. Uh, we know these guys pretty well. Uh, they got some pieces, but those like you said, hey, he, they ain't gonna have his the, the heavy hitters. And so I think the defense is gonna do a, a, a very good job against this offense. But I think the Chiefs, man, you're not gonna stop them. 31-21 is my that's where I'm at with it. Man, if if it's 3121, that's going to probably save me a trip to the hospital, Jason. I like where your head's at. A nice 10-point win against a division rival that, uh, you know, a lot of pent-up uh, frustration from last year. The Chargers kind of folded down the stretch when they were right there with the with their chance, which is seemingly always the case. As guys, this, the Los Angeles Chargers, the San Diego Chargers, haven't won this division since 2009. I think Jason Dunn maybe even still had some, some playing time left in him, you know, back whenever that took place. So. Okay. They have not won this division since 09. That's not to say that it can't happen. This is uh, They have every bit of a chance, and this is their chance to come into Arrowhead and really make a statement here. Will the Chiefs and Chargers prepare for a battle of the AFC West on Thursday night? Prepare for your winning season at MyBookie. Some like to bet to earn, and some bet to make the season more exciting. Either way, MyBookie gives you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus. It's quick and easy. A $250 deposit puts $500 in your account instantly, and you can use your funds to bet on as many games, contests, and props as you want. To claim your bonus, register today and use promo code STARCADE, designed to add more excitement to the games and sports you love. That's promo code STARCADE to double your money up to a thousand bucks with my bookie. It's only week two of the NFL season, which means there's still plenty of time to get in on the action. Don't miss out. Begin your winning season today exclusively at my bookie. I don't know, Noah, have, have we properly set the scene for how big this is? Have we, I mean, short of just taking you in, into a, a blimp and flying you over the Goodyear blimp over Arrowhead Stadium at the start of the game with the fireworks going off and the crowd going nuts. I don't know if we could have done anything else to get you pumped for this. Because this is, when you talk about marquee matchups in the NFL, you look at the Chiefs' schedule, the importance of each game, 
This one stood apart from the minute it was announced. I believe back in, I think it was back in April that this was going to be a Thursday night game. I think we were at the draft in Vegas and yeah. they're sitting here. This is Amazon Prime, the very first Amazon Prime Thursday night game, Kirk Herb Street, Al Michaels. It's time to get it tonight. We're going to see how this production is, how Arrowhead Stadium looks under the lights with the new field, GEHA field, painted to resemble the 1972 opening season here at Arrowhead. Man, I got I got all the feels for this. This is what the NFL is all about. This is what being a football fan is all about. And this is what being the gold standard in the AFC, the Kansas City Chiefs for the past four years, is all about. I couldn't have said it any better right there. And yes, I mean, that's what you're going to find here on the Starcade Sports Podcast. We're going to get you ready for all the game action. We brought the expert Jason Dunn. You've got just five lightning superstar media talents here in Clinton, myself, Brian B. Shine in the Money Badger, Michael Matthew, Shaggy Shane Williams, bringing it on McCall Hardman, everything Chiefs. And in a little bit, we're going to go back there and you're going to get our predictions for this game tonight Woo. because, man, this is, like Clint said, the preeminent matchup of the season right here in week two. I mean, we've this sets the scene for how this AFC West, how this AFC is going to go. The Chiefs, everyone's trying to give it to the Bills. The Chiefs got to keep pace. The Chiefs have to prove all these naysayers over the past decade wrong that yet again the Chargers will not win the AFC West. They keep wanting to anoint them whether it's Philip Rivers, Justin Herbert, whoever the coach is, Anthony Lynn, now Brandon Staley, they all want to give it to the Chargers. They're the most talented. They're also the most injury-prone, the most just self-defeating team in the National Football League, and they can't make it through. They can't even make the playoffs. People want to give them the AFC West. The Chiefs are going to say, no, not an arrowhead, not this time. We'll see it when we believe it. Guys, we want to take you to our pick segment that's brought to you by Royal Roofing and Solar. The trusted brand in the Kansas City area for roofing projects, solar energy. You want to eliminate that cost, bring it all the way down. You look at your energy bill and you're just like, what the hell are we doing? Royal Roofing and Solar, Austin Watterson, the Solar Cowboy, Mike Dale. This is the people that you should be trusting, not us. Royal Roofing and Solar is bringing you this segment, our pick segment with our good friends from the Arrowhead Allies roundtable discussion here from this past Tuesday. Let's just, let's just see how we did here. Let's take it to it. Noah, I want to start with you. This is going to be a tight one. I know you've got it tight. You've flirted with picking the chargers all week long. What's it going to be? I have flirted with it uh, because of the Trent McDuffie injury. Uh, I'm not sure if we can really rely on Jalen Watson that much, but I don't think that's going to be as big a factor. I like what I've seen out of him, even in the Cardinals game. Gave up a couple passes. He's right there. He's not being picked on. He's got good coverage. So I don't think that's going to be as big of a factor, especially with Keenan Allen out. Now, if Keenan Allen was playing, then maybe it could be a bigger factor. But I got uh, the Chiefs squeaking out one, 31 to 30 at home. Brian mentioned the old end zones, the crowd, the first game at Arrowhead of the season. So I think this is going to be a big big motivating factor for the Chiefs and this fan base and Chiefs kingdom as a whole. So I think we squeak it out 31-30. We start the season off 2-0. What do you say, Michael? Man, I think that the Chiefs um, deliver a knockout punch similar to Le'Veon Bell against Adrian <laughs> Peterson. Um, and the Chiefs take care of business 28-24. I think the pass rush, that nickel defense that they're playing, leaving uh, Bolton and Gay on the field is going to help not only against the pass, but also against them trying to run. If you remember last year, they were able to run against as well. I think it doesn't happen. 28-24 uh, Chiefs protect Arrowhead, baby. 
Shaggy Chain, we got to get your prediction. And by these new end zones, do we mean the red end zones from 93-94 or the gold ones from the the 19 playoffs? I think they're, from what I hear from rumors, it's going to be the red ones since okay. when they opened the season up in 72, they use the red ones. Uh, the Chargers run a lot of a three only three-man rush. They did that quite a bit against Derek Carr Sunday, and that's what Cincinnati was uh, good against with Patrick Mahomes in the AFC Championship game. How will Patrick Mahomes do with the uh, Chargers only rushing three if they do on the majority of the Chargers' defensive snaps? He's got to keep hitting Clyde out of the backfield. He's got to keep going underneath. Patrick Mahomes is going to actually have to show the world Hey, if you want to only rush three, I will nickel and dime you to death. I have learned from my mistakes at the AFC Championship game. I like the Chiefs. Victorious in this, I'm kind of with Noah, but I like the Chiefs. 35 to 34. They score the they'll Woo. score the winning touchdown with 17 seconds left, and Nick Namadola will kick the game-winning extra point. Brian, yes. get the, Brian, make this better for me. Make make this prediction so that I'm not going to wind up dead by uh, Thursday night at 10:30 p.m. <laughs> oh man! So just to confirm, the end zones will, will it won't be Marty Schottenheimer red. It'll be uh, Hank Stram red <laughs> since he was the first coach in '72 to coach the Chiefs at Arrowhead. But it'll, a- it, it'll be the lowercase Chiefs woodmark and not the the Chiefs woodmark as we know it now. You know, okay. I'm, I'm look. I'm, I like it. I'm, I'm a stickler on the – I love the fields. I love the yes. artwork on the fields and all that type of stuff. But, anywho, with that being said, I got the Chiefs winning. It's, it's, it's Thursday night, the first Thursday prime Amazon game. Andy Reid is going to have these guys up. He's going to have them raging in the locker room. Patrick is going to be ready to go with the new end zones. Come on, man. I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs 33-23. I think the Chargers get a lot of field goals. I think we get a couple of those, too. You'll see some wacky plays probably. But I got a. it's a weird score for a reason because I think there's going to be a lot of things going on that night. 33-23, Chiefs win. And maybe – I love it. Maybe, guys, I'm just trying to protect myself from uh, a game that comes down to the wire similar to the last couple years. But I, all of a sudden, I'm getting flashbacks to 2020 – Going on the road, I think that was Sunday night football. Uh, maybe it was Monday night. Chiefs at Ravens. The Chiefs were supposed to go in there. This is supposed to be Lamar Jackson's coming out party. The Ravens are for real. They're going to finally get the Chiefs. The Chiefs went in there and rolled 34-20. to 20. I think this game, the Chiefs make a statement. It's a knockout blow. Yes, yes, Michael, like Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson. Um, I think it's going to be something like 37-27. The Chiefs come out with a 10-point win, make a statement. And... Talk about overreaction Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That's going to be the scary part because after that, it's going to be all guns a blazing. Chiefs are the best team in football. And then how do the Chiefs respond from that? I don't the, want that. That's yeah, going to be the how it responds. So I want I want Petty Patrick. I want him saying four touchdowns it works, and showing it on camera. I want him doing the 10 on camera like he did in Chicago against Trubisky. I'm the tip pick. Really, you picked this guy ahead of me. I love I want, it. I want Petty Patrick Mahomes. I'll keep picking the bills. Please keep picking them to win a Super Bowl. Keep putting me eighth in the please. PFF. P- yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. By the way, PFF, PFF had Nathaniel Hackett, the number one rated head coach, and Andy <laughs> Reid was probably eighth in PFF <laughs> head coaching rankings. Guys, I think we're ready for this. I think we're ready to do this. Predictions are in, Noah. I got fired up and predicted a 10-point win two days ago, so wow. I guess I have to stick to it. Otherwise, I I, so. it just doesn't isn't very becoming. <laughs> so 37-27, I guess I'm just going to go with that.
So you got the Chiefs minus the four and a half. So you're going to be putting money on that because you've got a 10-point win. You've got to stick to Ooh. it. So I don't know. How close is the border to Kansas? I better find that out for using my DraftKings Sportsbook app using the promo code Starcade, by the way. Yes, I will need to do the same, get over there. I might be putting it on the plus four and a half because I've got it 31-30. The Chiefs squeak out a win, I guess, with their new kicker, Matt Amendola. If it's Ooh. a long field goal, do we go to Justin Reed, Matt Amendola? Not really the best when you're kicking a long field goal. Justin Reed can boom them. Can he keep it straight? Can he keep it down the line? That's to be seen. So, But I got it 31-30 Chiefs in uh, what should be probably the most exciting game of the week. I think you can bank on that. There, it's it's not the best week for uh, for marquee matchups. This is it. This is highlighted, and it's going to be, you know, kind of a case of the big game goes on first. It's like the uh, the better band and a music festival going on first, and then everybody <laughs> else trying to follow that. So we'll see how this goes, guys. Tonight it's Arrowhead Stadium. You're listening to the Starcade Sports Podcast each and every week. Thanks to my bookie. Thanks to DraftKings. Thanks to Royal Roofing and Solar for making this show happen. We're going to be back and doing this again next week, as we always do. Hope you enjoyed it. If you um, would do us a favor and just hit that subscribe button, the like button, the follow button on all our social media, Starcade Media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And of course, you got the podcast here. You're listening on what? Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. Hit hit the follow button. Make sure you get them all. Don't miss a show. Don't, don't, be, don't be my dad, unable to understand what a podcast app is. If you enjoyed it, it too, if you enjoy the experts we bring on, you enjoy our banter, you enjoy our friends over at Arrowhead Allies, leave a five-star review. Tell us how much you love us. That does so much for us here at the Starcade Sports Podcast. Helps us out a ton, and we love the interaction. We love hearing what you think about the show, and we love to show it back to you. And maybe we might be doing a giveaway sometime soon for our listeners. Maybe. Yeah, might want to stay tuned for that, guys. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Starcade Sports Podcast. Enjoy Thursday night football.